Hello again, my name is Monica Pitts, and today in this episode of Marketing with Purpose, we are going to talk about connecting outside the show. Because I don't know about you, but I am absolutely missing the good old trade show days. I'm like using air quotes right now. I was rolling through some digital photos looking for a good shot to use in an ad, and I saw all these photos from a trade show a few years ago, and I just felt this overwhelming feeling of loss. And I am continually trying to fill that loss virtually in a number of ways, <laughs> many of which I've talked about in other episodes on this podcast, talking about things like using live streams and email to connect outside the show to keep kindling those relationships and keep that networking going so I can fuel my business. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about connecting using social media. And before I dive in though, I do have to give you like this full disclaimer that I really don't consider myself a social media expert because who really is a social media expert out there? You know, it changes so fast that if it's not your full-time job, it is just a bear to keep up with. It's really painful. And it's, it's literally worse than trying to figure out who's on the in crowd in my daughter's fourth grade class. Like, I don't know, it's always changing like every day. Right. And I'm honestly not even sure I really like social media, but I know that it's a necessary evil to do business at this point. And so here I am engaging in it and doing what I know how to do. Right. And just Having now gone on that rant, I realize that that's probably not the best way to start a podcast to um, inform you about ways that you can use social media to connect outside the show. So let me backtrack for just a second and try this again. So what I'm trying to explain is that this podcast is not going to be about what you should be posting on social media to get an audience. And even if you're not a social media expert, you can do what I'm going to talk about today. Because being successful at actually connecting with other human beings via social media, using the methods I explained today is about paying attention and doing your activities with consistency. And you do that every day. You listen to what others need and want, and you do what needs to be done. So I know that you can do this. So I'm not going to talk about what to post on social media today. Nope. I am going to talk about the way that I use social media as a business owner, a salesperson, and as a representative of my company to connect with people the same way that I would be connecting with people at a trade show, because that's what's missing right now. I'm missing the opportunity to network and meet people face to face. So when I'm posting things on my page in social media, I'm just throwing stuff out there for everyone to see if it sticks in the hopes of starting a conversation. And that's like, you know, putting up a trade show booth someplace, right? But just putting up a booth doesn't make connections. It's not enough. It's the conversations that you have at the booth, or more importantly for me, the conversations that I have at the booths of others at that show that are going to build the relationships that I need to eventually close business. So today I'm going to explain how I've been using social media to reach out and connect with individual people, not just people as a whole, because that's what we do when we're at a show, right? You look around the room and you think, well, that company looks awesome. There's a representative of that company. I should go talk to them. And then when you network in person, you have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and that's what we're missing right now. 
So let's talk about how you'll start those conversations using social media. Let's get to business and dig in to connecting outside the show using social media. If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. So my 10-year-old wrote me a note today and she said she's excited about summer, but she spells excited E-X-I-T-E-D. So like exited. And while I am looking forward to summer, I'm also exited to be recording this. Like this is a first podcast to be recorded in our new office. And I'm pretty excited about that. So we're working on the acoustics. It's still pretty echoey in here, but with some rugs and maybe some sound absorbing curtains, (laughs) I know that we're going to get this place all suited up and ready to go. Okay, so let's start with the backstory. First off, the networks that I'd suggest using to connect the way I'm going to explain today are Facebook and LinkedIn, because I know that these tactics will work best on those networks. Most of my language, however, is going to be Facebook related because I'm on Facebook the most, and so that's what I default to. But I have so many people tell me that it works on LinkedIn too. I mean, I just had a person in a mastermind group tell me yesterday that they were using this strategy on LinkedIn and it absolutely works. So the second part of the backstory is that I want you to think of your main social pages more like social experiments because good marketers and sales and development professionals, they're all students of their audience. And well, I mean, just you being here is an indicator of your awesomeness, right? So you're clearly good at what you do. And you probably already know that you are the student and your audience is the teacher. And I know I sound like a total yogi right now, but bear with me. Okay. So breathe in, exhale out and use your social posts on your page to give you a gauge of what your audience really cares about. Now, my husband, Mike, we were actually just talking about this the other day. He absolutely hates social media. And I, I get it. Like I said earlier, I'm not a huge fan of social media the way he uses it either. I mean, he's just so frustrated because he says that people aren't real and they're always just like griping or posting randomness that isn't real. And I just tell him that he's using social media the wrong way. And if you're feeling like Mike, do you remember that jingle? Like, oh man, the jingle, how does it start? Sometimes I dream that he is me. Oh, can't you see that's how I dream to be? But um, bum, 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 I dream my moves. I dream my grooves like Mike. If I could be like Mike, I wanna be, I wanna be like Mike, like Mike. If I could be like Mike. Don't tell me that you haven't heard it. My brother and I used to sing that jingle all the time from our bedrooms. Of course, we're like 80s children, but ah, God, that was so catchy. Anyway, maybe someday I'll create something that great and people like sing it years later. Oh, the good old days. Back to trade shows, back to trade shows. Okay, so if you are feeling like Mike, then 
you are probably also not using social media the right way to connect with people for your business. Because see, I hardly ever hang out in my own feed. That stupid feed that's filled with posts from like my ex-colleagues and high school friends and business acquaintances, I'm not there very often because that place holds no magic for me whatsoever. Because what I want to use social media for is to observe my prospects from afar. And I do that in groups. I don't do it in my normal newsfeed. Because in groups, people are unguarded and I can see what makes them frustrated or excited. But more importantly, I can see the challenges that they face as businesses and organizations and consider how I can position myself to help them solve those problems through my services. And you can do the same thing. See, people in social media groups, they all have a collective interest, and that's why it's such a sweet spot for you to hang out. So they often have a common problem that they're trying to solve. And in a productive group, people act closer to the way that they'd behave in like a mastermind group or in like a networking setting. So they're asking questions, looking for answers. They're literally talking back and forth. You can watch their conversations and they're not posting fake news or like sharing cute photos of their toddlers, like unless you're in a group that does that. And I am totally not in those groups. Like I'm like, I'm out of here. Bye. (laughs) I don't want to deal with that. Right. And neither do you. So you want to seek out groups that serve your target audience and they could be groups that serve your target audience personally or professionally. It just depends on what your organization does. So consider the types of businesses that you need to meet to help you meet the people you need to grow your organization. And as you're looking for groups to participate in, remember that just like networking, not every connection is about a sale. Many times it's about meeting the right person to connect you with the next person that you need to meet. So understanding your audience is super important to be successful at this. We need to find groups that support our audience. So I am in groups that answer questions for construction marketers. I'm in groups that focus on solving problems for nonprofit organizations. Those are the groups that I'm in. And that's the social feed that I pay attention to most. I literally, when I log into Facebook, I just click on groups and I don't even look at my own social feed because... Like that's not what I'm there for, right? I'm in paytime activities. I want to make sure that I'm focused on paytime things. So to make sure that you're doing a paytime activity, we need to evaluate the groups that you're part of to make sure that they're actually worth your time to participate in because we want to build good relationships, right? So we want to look for groups that have more than a few hundred members. You want to find a group where members actually post content and not just the administrator, because oftentimes in young groups, administrators have to post a lot to get the conversation going, but you want to find a self-sustaining group to join so that you can be part of those conversations. And then you're going to look for groups where people aren't supposed to post sales content, like no promotional stuff here, because groups that are filled with posts of people promoting themselves are really, really lame and they're not grounds for learning about your audience. Like you're not going to get what you want out of those. And then also look for comments. Like if people are posting in the group, you want to find one where others actually interact with the content that, that are posting answers. That means that you're in a good spot where people are actually networking. And when you join these groups, you're going to be a good group member. That's your goal. And being a good group member is actually, it's a two-way street because you need to contribute value to the group to get value from it. 
So you'll get far more value by interacting with the content of others more often than actually posting things yourself. You're just establishing yourself as a resident expert out there. So you're going to use the groups you join in four ways. The first is that you'll watch for people posting questions that you can answer. So you're just going to kind of comb over the feed and be like, hmm, I haven't answered this question. I should answer it. And you'll answer the questions, right? And then bingo, you just started a relationship. You just gave someone something that they needed. And if you have a downloadable resource or a link that you want to share that directly answers the question, then tell the person asking the question to direct message you for the link. This will both show that you have the answer and not piss off the group administrator because you're posting sales content, right? Because we don't want to do that. You don't want to get kicked out of the group. You want to be able to be part of it, but you also want to follow the rules. Now, most people, they're not going to follow the instructions and they don't direct message you. So instead, you know, you're going to answer the direct messages that come in, but you're also going to keep an eye on the post to see if anybody comments, Hey, send me that link. Yes. I'd love the link. And then you can direct message that person with the link and you don't need permission to direct message someone. They will grant you permission if they want the content. So you want to like respond to these in a pretty timely manner. So that way people remember, Hey, I asked for that. And it's from this person. So that's the first thing you're going to do. You're going to answer questions either just by typing it in or by giving people a link to go find it someplace else or telling them to direct message you for the link to go find it someplace else. Okay. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to take note of the questions that you see on repeat that you can answer because those are the ones that you want to post answers to in your own social media. Those are the questions that you want to talk about in your blog or in your podcast or in your emails. Those are the ones that we want to talk about because those are the ones that people care about. I mean, if you answer a question like you're supposed to be doing in number one, you can even, you know, you give the answer in a comment and then you just copy that, copy the answer that you just gave them in the comment and then paste it in your own newsfeed with the question. There you go. You just got yourself social media content right there and you know, it's going to be good because people want to know those answers, right? So that's the second thing you're going to do. Take note of the questions so that you can feel your own marketing with it. Okay. So number three, you're going to see who else is answering or asking questions. You're just going to take note of these people, read what they say. Like, do you like somebody's answer? Do they really seem smart? Do they seem cool? And if they do, then you want to check them out, like click on their profile. Do they know lots of people? Where do they work? They might be somebody that you want to connect with personally, and you can then use a direct message to reach out to them and be like, Hey, you seem awesome. Can I talk to you? You know, just like you would do at a trade show, right? So it's the same thing. You're just doing it via social media. You're just checking it out. I mean like, Hey, Hmm. That person's over at that booth, right? So these groups, they're like other people's booths. You're just checking out the other people's booths and you're like, Hey, that person's over there talking to so-and-so I know so-and-so let's go check them out, right? You're doing the same thing. It's just on social media. So that's the third thing, right? You're going to check out the people and see if there's somebody that you think seems smart that you want to connect with. And then number four is you're going to post questions in the group to learn more about the people in the group and get answers of your own, right? And then you're going to interact with the people who answer and then ask yourself, like, are the people answering people who you think would be good folks to know? And if they are, then you can reach out to them and like start that relationship. Now, these are all suggestions. These four suggestions are all using other people's groups that are already established. 
You can also start your own group because that's definitely a way that I connect with people one-on-one. When people join my group, I ask them to explain their biggest marketing challenge. So we have a group for a nonprofit audience called Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. And in order to join, I ask them, hey, what's your biggest marketing challenge? And if it's something that I can actually help them overcome, then... I might send them a free resource or a blog post or a podcast that I've made using a direct message to reach out to them personally and share the resource. And I also just, you know, I take note of the things that they're saying because that helps me understand where their challenges are and how I can help them overcome those challenges because that's how I make friends. That's how I do business. I help people solve their problems and then they realize that I'm a problem solver and that they can come to me to find those answers, right? And you can do the exact same thing. But really by telling you about my nonprofit marketing with purpose Facebook group, I'm not telling you, Hey, you need to go out and you need to start a group because that might not be the right thing for you right now. I think if you're just getting started, I would just join other groups and see what's going on out there and see if it's an interaction that you like, that you're comfortable with, that you can find some results from before you put all the effort into making a group of your own, because it, it is work. And Adding just a bunch of junk to your plate right away doesn't make sense. So the first step is just joining other groups where your audience is and becoming an active member and giving value to those people to establish yourself as somebody that they might want to know and to identify people that you want to know as well. Okay, so when I talked about groups and identifying group members that you want to know, I talked about using direct messages to contacting them. And that is another piece of social media that I use a lot. I use direct messages. So sending a direct message can be a super effective way to meet people because, for example, most of my clients have Facebook Messenger installed on their phone and they have the notifications enabled. So if I can't catch them quickly via email, I'll follow up via messenger, which is basically the same thing as sending them a text. Now here's the deal though. Even though a direct message can feel anonymous, it's just like any other conversation. So we need to treat it like one. We need to be normal. All right. Don't just send everyone a bunch of crappy sales junk. No one wants that. They're just going to block you. They're not going to respond. Instead, just like in a networking situation, you're going to approach the message by listening first. Like what indicates to you that this person may be someone that you want to connect with and what problems can you solve for them? Do they even know they have that problem yet? So when you're composing your message out to them, you can explain to them, Hey, I saw you over on this group. I noticed that you had this question. I just wanted to connect because blah, blah, blah. Right. So you're just letting them know I'm paying attention and and I care about you. Now also know that each person has to benefit from the connection. Like you're benefiting because they're going to talk to you. How are you benefiting them? So make their benefit clear and make it personal show them that you are listening. Like in my opinion, it's better to engage in a quality interaction, a, a, like a lower quantity of prospecting with a better quality behind it than just sending out the same canned thing on repeat to everybody under the sun. Cause that's just not going to start the relationships that you want. Right. All right. So that's it. Like, that's what I've been doing. I've been joining groups. I I've gotten it down to just a few that I really like that are active, that have really good members in them. And I go through those groups and I look for the questions that people are posting. I answer their questions. And if I have a link 
I tell them that they can send me a direct message to get the link. And then I take note of the questions that I see on repeat and I collect them for the future because I'm going to use that to power my marketing. I look at who else is answering or asking questions and I click on their bios and I look and I learn about these people because they might be people that I want to connect with. And then I also post questions into the group to learn more about the people in the group to get answers of my own, right? And then I'm going to use direct message as a way to connect with these people one-on-one because that's really the only way that I can connect with them. That's the only form of communication that I have. And I mean, it won't automatically be delivered to them. They have to accept your message. It's not like it just arrives in their inbox. They don't know you. So it's going to be combed through by the social media gods before it arrives to them. But this is kind of like moving them through the cycle, right? First, I'm going to direct message them. Then I'm going to try to get them to go over to my website and learn something, maybe solve a problem. I'm going to offer them something that they can download from my website. So that way they give me their email. And then hopefully through that, then I can start emailing them and like open that channel of communication. Now, what I just described to you though, I mean, I know it doesn't sound like rocket science anymore, does it? It's like, it feels a lot more like common sense. You're just using the tools that you already have that are completely free to make connections. And when you think about it less like social media and think about it more like networking, it becomes much easier to wrap your mind around. Though I do have a few things that do help me along in my journey towards making those social connections. You know, I described them also as I was telling you how I use this because I have regular content that I create in podcasts and on my blog to share with people. And that's what I'm helping them through. I have a way and a place to send them. And then I also have those free online resources that I've built over the years, things like your white papers, case studies, how-to guides, or even like calculators. So those things are things that I can offer to them to help them solve their problems as well and find benefit in these things that I've created. So I'm using my normal marketing in these conversations. I'm recycling it and I'm putting it in front of more people than would have seen it before. So I'm using all these things that I've built even in my normal connections, in my networking that I'm doing online. And Even if you don't have a ton of regular content or free resources, you can always start on that path and start building relationships through that content and using it to fuel your marketing because, you know, this is where you're going to get your ideas, right? You go out into the social network and you're using it as an observation ground to understand what your audience wants and needs to be able to make a buying decision and to be able to solve their problems. I mean, I get so many of my ideas for resources, blogs, and podcasts just by observing people on social media, like I've described, to understand what they need and what I can offer to get an opportunity for myself and my company to connect with them. So there you go. That is my advice for you on using social media to connect outside the show. This is how I use it. I mean, like I said, I'm a person that does not love social media, but I think of my main social media page as a social experiment. And I watch how people interact with the content to understand what they want and need. And then I use groups and I just go right into that group's feed and I watch how people are conversing. Because remember, those people in groups, they act more like normal normal human beings, like they would behave in a mastermind group or a networking setting. And that's what you need, right? That's how we need to connect. 
So give it a whirl. Try it out. Try using social media as a (laughs) Band-Aid, like as a, a way to fill that loss that we have from not being able to connect with people at that good old trade show. And I know that we're all going to be together again soon. I totally know that. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. I don't think I've ever been so excited to go to trade shows in my life as I am to go to the ones that are like still going to happen later on this year. But until then, connecting outside the show using social media, right? And if you want to know more about live streams or connecting via email, remember I have those two episodes for you as well. So thank you so much for your time today. I have really enjoyed talking about this because it's something I've actually enjoyed doing on social media. And like I said, I haven't been loving social media for a long time. So (laughs) it's been a great find for me. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, or maybe you learned a thing or two, you could subscribe, which I now understand is called follow on iTunes. They just switched that up. So you can subscribe and then you'll get regular updates whenever we release new episodes to the Marketing with Purpose podcast. And if you're feeling super generous, you might leave me a review and tell people, hey, I learned a thing or two. (laughs) So thank you so much for your time today. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose. <laughs>